Instant Reacts podcast for week number three. It's a full boat. We got everybody here. We got Mitch Stormer. We got Brian Stocking. We got Corey Cuffler, Matt Randazzo, Greg Armstrong. I'm here with you. Here we go, boys. Mitch, you've been you've been manning the uh, the Twitter. You've been manning the X all night. What uh, what stands out to you? Yeah, we had, we had some good games tonight. Um, we talked about in our preview that we thought that some of these matchups today were going to kind of set the tone for several different divisions, certainly in the Western Big Six with the matchup between Geneseo and Moline um, in, in the track with Morrison and Orion. Big games in the LLC and in, in, in the NUIC as well. So, yeah, another, another action-packed Friday night here. All right, uh, Stock. Let's start in the Western Big Six. Let's go through the scores. Geneseo and Moline. Again, gets a Moline trail uh, most of the night. They tie it at 21 all in the fourth quarter. Geneseo kicks a field goal with like 32 seconds to go to win it 24-21. United Township, game effort, but they fall short against Sterling 23-19. On the opening play of the game, uh, Sterling, there was a bad snap. Sterling recovered it for a touchdown, and that was the difference. Quincy defeats Rock Island 41-7. And Galesburg versus Indian Creek, Trafalgar. It's all the battle of Battle of Trafalgar tomorrow. There you go. There you go. All right. Who is uh who is at Moline Geneseo for the uh for WQAD tonight? Hold on, who do you hold on? Who do you think was at Moline Geneseo? <laughs> <laughs> the Mo, the Moline The Maroon himself, Corey Coupler, give us the uh Give us the rundown on this one. Uh, Geneseo jumped out to an early 7-0 lead. Uh, Jaron Nelson, I believe is his name. Is that right, Jaron Nelson? Jaron Neal? Neal, Neal, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, 41-yard touchdown, got them on the board first. Moline answered on uh, their first possession and scored. So it was kind of back and forth first quarter. Uh, Geneseo took a 14-13 lead into the half. And then the teams each had a touchdown in the second half. Geneseo extended their lead early, 21-13. Moline scored in the fourth with a two-point conversion add-on to tie it at 21. Um, one thing that really impressed me about this game was Geneseo's toughness up front, their size up front, and the way they controlled the line of scrimmage. They did a really good job of whenever they needed a big run play, they would run a counter or some kind of trap play. Um, either Steinus or Steins and then uh, Neil would um, have good runs. Uh, A.J. Weller. Can throw the ball a little bit. They didn't throw too much, but when he needed to, he threw it and then did a great job running. Um, one thing, another thing that impressed me was Geneseo had a chance to take the lead late in the game, maybe about two minutes to go in the game. Bad snap on a field goal attempt, turnover on downs. Moline drives down, gets it to about the 30 yard line or so, and then throw an interception. Geneseo then capitalizes, runs the clock down to 32 seconds, kicks the field goal of Braden Combs, and they win. First time that Geneseo has beaten Moline in the Western since they've been in the Western Big Six, and I believe it ended Moline's 15-game Western Big Six streak. So big win for Geneseo, and Coach uh, Larry Johnson said afterwards, he's like, hey, it wasn't pretty, a lot of things to clean up, but a win's a win. Hey, in the, yeah, in the Big Six, if you're getting a win at Moline – that's, you know, that's a good win, no matter how you look at it. Mitch, did you get to watch any of this one on a live stream or anything? Yeah, I watched I watched a, a bit of it. The connection got bad in the second half, so I turned on to the uh, the audio with, with Grant Dahlstrom on this one. So, yeah, from, from what I saw, it, it 
went the same way that that Cuff explained it. Two really tough teams that there there weren't a whole lot of big plays, but the ones that were made a difference. Um, like Cuff mentioned, Neal's forty-one yard touchdown in the first quarter. Um, but that that interception late was big um, because it really put Genesee in good field position. They they converted or no, I, I think they got to a fourth and one. And I, I think it was pretty close and they took a timeout to talk about it. And they ended up sending up the field goal unit out there and, and Braden Combs uh, drilled it. So yeah, a great game all the way down to the wire. Well, here's the thing with Genesee. They are, this is their fifth season in the Western big six. Genesee is three and O in conference road openers. And they're 0-2 in conference home openers. So when it, hope it, opening on the road uh, agrees with them. Can can we figure out can we figure out why Brian Stocking is recording this podcast from a locked and closed suitcase? Like, oh my gosh. I'm in the sports <laughs> office, man. Come on. <laughs> you can barely see his face. That's a good He's, thing for my heart. He's hey, coming. You know- you, you know, I was uh, surprised. If you're Geneseo, and I don't think they they played good, but I don't know, like they talked about, you know, leaving some out there. To go beat Moline on the road and still have things they can do better, I think is the thing I take out of this the most. Because I saw Quincy for the first time in person tonight. We'll talk about them in a second, but they're really, really good. Really good. And so, like... I look at this game saying, you know, who's that team that can challenge them? I think Geneseo can because I don't think they played their best football day. Now, Cuff was there, but, like, it seems like there's some things they can clean up, some turnovers, all those kind of things that um, if they can get that right, I mean, that's a – and it's a fun group because it's that senior group that's – that they've been kind of pointing towards for a while and stuff. So, yeah, huge win. I don't think – I don't know if it was an upset. I don't think – I don't feel like it was an upset. I think that, you know, anytime you beat Lean in the Western Big Six, it's been a while, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm not, like, shocked by the result by any stretch of the imagination. I thought it was going to be a good game. Um, I thought Geneseo could win, and, and that's kind of what happened. So it kind of sets things up for them, maybe being that lead dog to, to challenge Quincy the rest of the way because, you know, Sterling, while they did get a victory tonight, struggled a little bit early this season. So. Geneseo is the most impressive team in the Western Big Six in my mind so far in three weeks. Not named Quincy. So yeah. Well, let's let's get right into let's get into Quincy. You were there at uh at Almquist Field tonight for the Rocks hosting Quincy. Dazzle, I'll let you uh, you know, take it away. This is your first time getting your eyes on the Blue Devils this year. So yeah, I mean, I was there for about a half and the offense is what the offense is. Um, Braden Little just controls things. I mean, that he knows what he's doing with the football um, right away. Um, it's a well-oiled machine on offense. I was impressed by their running game as well. Jarius Rice? Jarius Rice. Yeah, Jarius Rice um, was impressive as well. But I, I think we talk a lot about their offense, and rightfully so. But I remember doing the podcast to preview the Western Big Six, and Chuck kind of talked about the defense is going to be better. I remember talking with coach little at the Western big six bank when he kind of talked about the defense being better. Um, Rocky hasn't been explosive this year by any stretch of the imagination, but the defense was really good. So um, they look the part they're big, they're fast, they're talented. They got a, a three-year starting quarterback. That's only a junior. Um, I was impressed. I mean, they are the team to beat the Western big six in my eyes. I don't 
I'm not saying that nobody can beat them, but as of right now through three weeks, and that's the best team right now in the Western Big Six until somebody either beats them or goes down to Quincy and beats them and all that kind of stuff. So, and on the flip side, you know, Rock Island just, you know, Coach Coach Fritz talked a lot about discipline before the season, and it's going to get there, but they beat themselves a ton tonight, and I know it gets frustrating um, for um, Fritz for their new head coach because. I think he's trying to instill some discipline that's not there yet. So um, that's what I, th- I mean, there was one play I think I was telling Corey about that. They got a first down to get out of, get out of deep territory. They're only down maybe a score, maybe, a, maybe two scores and they pick up the first down and a lineman comes in kind of late and spears a guy and gets up dancing about it. Cost his team 15 yards sideline gets mad they throw a flag. It's another 15. And so just like it's snowballed. And, and I think that's what I took out of Rock Island. I mean, the, the, the quarterback, JV and Clark Pugh looks the part has a really good arm when he has time to throw the football, does a really good time. Good job. But that's a work in progress right now at Rock Island. And, and next week will be interesting because Rocky's offense hasn't been explosive yet. And their defense has been okay. And they, take on Newman, which we'll talk about in a minute, whose defense is good. I don't know if Newman can score enough, but the Newman defense has been really good. They held Rock Ridge earlier in the year. They, I think Sherrard's offense is pretty good. They they held them to six points last week and you know 14 points for Princeton tonight. So that'll be an intriguing matchup. But yeah, Rock Island is just kind of that. The thing that I came out of Rock Island with is discipline is what Fritz has preached since getting there, and it's still not there yet. I think it'll get there. But it's it's not there yet. Quincy though, um, two thumbs up. They were impressive. Did you uh, did you send your highlights to uh, Chris Dewar? I did. Nice. I did nice. yes yes. Uh, fifth, the first fifteen points of the game, a couple touchdowns, an interception, bunch of good stuff. So I think he was he was very very happy. And when you can make Chris Dewar happy, then then all is right with the world. I I love every time I send video to him and I send him like a direct message like. Hey, I got that, you know, got that to you. And he always responds with, it's never like, it's never the simple thank you. It's always like the, you are, you are the greatest gentleman, sir. Like it's all, it's all, I love it. it You're it the all, greatest human being in the history of the <laughs> earth. And like, I yeah. love it. You know, when you yeah. need that little pick me up, need that little, uh, you know, that little nice compliment, Chris Dewar's there to give it to you. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, it's Moline and Quince, Moline and Quince next week, right? Moline and Quince, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I'll shut up for a little bit. Just so mo- I think I'm going to Quincy on Tuesday. It's it's not related to football. It's for football. But I think I'm going to try and do – I'm going to get in touch with uh, Shuck and try to do Shuck on the truck. Oh! And and it off the cuff all at the same time. So hopefully I can get that all worked out. Oh, man, off the cuff, Shuck in a truck, it's all the things. That, yeah. that is great all stuff. All at the same time. Great stuff. I love it. You should do like an off the truck with – Shuck and cuff. <laughs> They're going to record it all at the same time, so yeah. it'll be like off the off the cuff with stuck on the truck. Oh man, that's good. The synergy, <laughs> I love it. All right, so okay, Moline and Quincy next week, and is it Rocky and Newman next week? Rocky, Rocky and Newman. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. And Rocky is zero and three for the first time since 1991. Wow. Yep. That's pre-Boblet. 
Yep. All right, Stock. Let's uh, yep. go through. Go through. Actually, you know, we'll we'll hand off to Mitch. Mitch, give us the scores in the Three Rivers. Do well, stock job. We haven't talked about Sterling UT yet. You Come did, on, you did Greg. talk about it. You did talk about it earlier. I said one thing about it. UT showed a lot of moxie, a lot of pride in that game. They they could have easily gone uh, turtle up when they when they fell down seven nothing. They came back, fought all the way late in the game, down twenty three nineteen. They get picked off uh, in the red zone, and then uh, Sterling was able to force UT to take timeouts, got a, got a first down, was able to drain the clock. But a very strong effort from UT showed a lot of pride, a lot of moxie out of them. And for Sterling, they avoided their first 0-3 start since 1985. Okay, okay, they avoided Chuck it. Chuck yeah. was a senior at Iowa, and he was okay, on the yes, so, yes, you know. Uh, quick, quick side, quick side note. Uh, Chuck Long on the as the guest griller on WQAD on the score tonight. You know when we have the guest grillers in, normally you get some brats or some burgers or something. No, Chuck Long was not messing around. He requested porterhouse steaks. Holy cow, boys! We we're we we're eating like kings tonight. Yeah, I don't I don't think we knew how to handle it. <laughs> I, I I mean it was just it was good. It was it was really good, and I had horsey sauce for the first time. There you go. Horsey yeah. sauce, horsey yeah, horseradish. sauce, horseradish. I sauce. I did not I did not try it with the steak. I I didn't I didn't know about that. I maybe I should have, but well, you know me. I just I I, I like to try new things and expand my oh, horizons yeah. when it comes to food. Yeah. I'll I'll try any vegetable or any fruit or anything. It'll be it'll be a new segment come. Uh, Basketball time. Instead of stocking snacks, it'll be randazzles or something. Gosh, I forgot <laughs> no about more. stocking snacks. We don't need to do stocking snacks again. All right, oh, we will. So Sterling, my stomach revolts. Sterling gets the win. Where are they at next week? Uh, Sterling is at home against Galesburg. Okay. All right. When is when is Sterling Geneseo? Because I think that's the next like. I think it's week five. Oh, the we, week five, Princeton. All right. Hold on. Let me. All right. Let peruse your archives. Your notes. Quincy there. and Geneseo is week eight. I know that. Uh, it will be September 29th in uh, Geneseo. Okay. What week is that? Week, 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 six. week six. Week six. Week six. There we go. Yeah. So everybody, everybody was wrong. All right. I think that's the big matchup. The, the the next big matchup and then who mentioned Quincy and Geneseo yeah, that's, that's obviously weekend. yeah that's obviously a, a huge matchup now so still still we're learning more about the big six but still plenty to you know uncover as the weeks go so we'll see see where we end up here all right now Mitch give us some scores in the three rivers conference all right back to the back to the western big six real quick uh, okay, not yet. Okay, good, here we go. Good to see, good to see Matthew Kelly back uh, on the sideline for uh, for UT and playing. So good to see him back in action. All right, to the track. Bureau Valley, 18 to 8 winners over Hall. Princeton got the shutout 20 to nothing over Newman. Kiwani shuts out of an opponent for the second straight week, 41 to nothing over Mendota. Sherrard got their first win of the year, 24 to 15 over Warrensburg Latham. Morrison, 40-14 to 14 winners in the Battle of the Unbeatens over Orion. 
Monmouth Roseville, the big win, 42-14 to over Erie Prophetstown. And Rock Ridge, 61-14 to over Riverdale. Uh, I'm going to jump in real quick and say that Morrison is fast. You get what I did there? That's a, that's a joke. You get it? A good jump, one. In, jump in real quick. They're fast. We'll move along. But, but seriously, seriously, the speed of Morrison. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it a little bit last year um in the game I was at you saw some flashes of things but man this year they they are they're really on both sides of the ball just so quick and they're they're a tough team they looked really good tonight um back and forth early uh Orion was doing a good job of kind of slowly moving the ball downfield they weren't finding huge plays but they were moving the ball a little bit they did score and took a seven to six lead and then uh, Morrison came back and scored. They got a fumble recovery and scored. They then got kind of a fluky, wasn't an onside kick, but it kind of fell between receivers, kind of in no man's land. And again, Morrison speed hustling downfield, recovered the kick. They go down and score again before the half. And that was really kind of where the momentum swung to Morrison. And they, they never looked back. They looked really good in this one. Um, Deshaun McQueen, uh, they were calling him Lightning McQueen on the PA, and Cuff called it out during the uh, during the broadcast tonight. Lightning McQueen looked really good. Brady Anderson had a huge breakaway run. Um, is it Sauce? Uh, straighting. Yeah, yep, Sauce straighting. Uh, also played really well, and Chase Newman. I mean, just the, you know, the names we've heard, but just really impressed with this Morrison team on both sides of the ball. And, you know, after such a big win at Princeton, you know, you had to wonder, like, you know, make sure there's no letdown going up against another, you know, 2-0 and team. And there there was certainly no letdown. This this team was ready to go. They looked impressive. Mitch, did you catch any of this one on the did they the live stream? Yeah, they had it on their their boosters were streaming it. It still didn't work on NFHS. But, yeah, I, I caught a little bit of it, but had enough people there that were sending updates but yeah just like you said if if you give the ball to brady anderson on a sweep and he gets to the outside he's gone so yeah um yeah he, he's had that speed now for two, for two straight years i mean i mean if you look forward to the spring uh i think morrison's going to be a contender at the track meet as a team um just with their relays and what they can do individually but they've, they've had that same speed on the football field so yeah looking at their schedule now i mean They've got Monmouth Roseville coming up in a couple of weeks. They've been looking stronger. And then you've got Rock Ridge. But I think the hardest part of Morrison's schedule is, is past them now. And it, it looks pretty good moving forward. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, was your, was your mom in the house? Mom was in the house. Uh, they inducted the uh, 06 team, which was the team after mine. So I would have played with them my, my senior year. Um, that team went to the semifinals. So, yeah, it was a uh, pop and circumstance. What's that? So you were their tutor. I showed them what not to do. Um, <laughs> and it, it worked out great. As, the, as I said, they went to the semis. So, uh, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a big night. A lot of people there in town, obviously the big game. So, um, but you, you were there. You, you witnessed it firsthand. Yeah, it was great. So we mentioned all these names, um, you know, the names that we've heard of with the speed. And then they had um, a kid. I didn't have a chance. I didn't have enough time to get his highlight in. This uh, Alvarado, Alvarado, Alvarado. He's a he's a freshman. Yeah, it's crazy. He's a freshman, and he. he uh, I mean, so here's here's another track nugget. So he uh, competed at 
this was in eighth grade. So last year he competed at, at some track event in Illinois, but it wasn't sanctioned by the state. So the, the results didn't really count for anything. So he unofficially set, I think it was an Illinois record for his age group in the long jump, but it didn't count. And it was like, it would qualify for state in high school. So um, yeah, he's an absurd athlete and just the next in line to be one of Morrison speedsters. Man, they are, they are loaded with talent right now. And, and they're going to be around for a couple of years that, you know, I don't really see them going anywhere. So if I'm not Any, mistaken. Wasn't, wasn't Vandermeid part of that 06 team. Is that right? Yep. That's right. Yep. Morrison's three and for the first time since 2019. There you go. There's, there's a good stuff stock. Uh, good win. That's, that's good four win. years. That's not that long. <laughs> he had a stat from the nineties earlier. Give him a break. All right. Bureau Valley gets the nice win over hall. Like we said, uh, good win for coach pistol in the storm. Cameron Princeton, Lemons. What's Cameron that? Lemons. Cameron lemons for uh, Bureau Valley, 107 yards rushing and a touchdown tonight for uh, Bureau Valley. So Bureau Valley finding other people besides just Elijah Andres and Bryce Elms to uh, carry the rock. But Bureau Valley's 2-1. They have a possibility of possibly making the playoffs. They Next week, they host Kiwani. That's going to be a big game. And then the week after that for Bureau Valley, they host Mendota. Bureau Valley could be 3-2 at, 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 after five weeks. Yeah. Speaking of Kiwani, though, they are rolling right now. They get the huge win over Mendota. Mendota's struggling this year, but either way, Kiwani pitches a shutout for the second week in a row, 41-0. I saw him last week, was really impressed. Obviously, they continued to get that job done. Congratulations. What's that? They're 12-1 in their last 13 home games. Wow, there you go. See, there, there, there you go, Dazzle. That's a better stat, right? That's a good stat. There you go. Uh, congrats to Coach Johnston and the Sherrard Tigers. They get the win over Warrensburg Latham, 24-15. So this is a Sherrard team that's been close, and they finally got over that hump and got the win in this one. What do they got coming down the line here? Um, Sherrard hosts Rockridge next week, a backyard rivalry, and then they're at Riverdale. And, you know, you look at Sherrard, tonight they showed some poise. They were down early. You know, and teams have been down and struggle. You know, they get down early. And, you know, they sort of, sort of, you know, repeats itself. But they, they, they came back and won that game in the fourth quarter. So, uh, big, uh, big uh, things going on in Shard. And you know, maybe they can get on a run, you know, pull an upset or something. They could get some momentum. Yeah, this is a team that we, you know, talked up in the in the preseason because they do have a lot of talent there. So we'll Plus, see what they, they have can. Not yet played a conference game. There, so, there you go. You know, if they can maybe go six and zero or five and one in con, you know, maybe go five and one in conference, get share the maybe get that automatic bid. Then they don't have to worry about you know. Then they're in the playoffs. Playoffs. They, and then then they okay. Uh, Monmouth Roseville they moved to two and one right. They get the win. Yep. Over yep. Erie Prophetstown, Rockridge gets the huge win over Riverdale. Yeah. So, I know. <laughs> so yeah, sorry to your. Rockridge Sorry to your Rand stock. Rockridge set the series record for most points with 61. This is the fifth time they've scored 50 points or more in the series. And uh, starting things off for Rockridge, Colin Schwagen ran for two touchdowns and for TD pass in the first quarter alone. And it was Katie bar the door real quick. They scored on the first play of the game. 
Yeah, and and, and, and Schweigen's a freshman. A, a freshman. So a tr- is he a true freshman, Dazzo? Yeah, I think that's. that's <laughs> I don't think he's burned his red shirt year yet. Yeah. But, okay. um, um, and and good. I mean, because he struggled his first game. Um, but he's a freshman, and so it's good to get a guy, get a get a young man in who's going to be really, really good, and kind of get some confidence, get his feet underneath him a little bit, um, because it's a talented Rock Ridge team, and so you want to get him caught up as quickly as possible and rolling as quickly as possible because there's a lot of pieces that are really nice and really good on that team, um, in the backfield, and then um, uh, Wheatley's playing wide receiver nowadays. I don't know if he played last year. I think he did, but um. Yeah, and Landon Bull, and there's there's a lot of talent on that Rockridge team. And you mentioned Sherrard next week. Uh, it'll be an it'll be a fun game. Um, Sherrard impressed me week one when I was out there. They lost to Kiwani, but Q- I mean, you look at Sherrard right now, and Kiwani's three and zero. They lost to them. Um, Newman's two and one. You know, so their two losses are against teams with a five and one record. So um, while they're just one and two on the season, I think they can. They can they can move the football and score it a little bit. So that'll be a a fun a fun game next week. I'm not calling for an upset of Rock Ridge or anything like that, but um it should be a lot of fun and there's no love loss when when those two schools hook up in anything, more or less football. So that'll be fun. All right, are we ready to move into the LLC? Let me, let me say let me say one thing. Yes. Um two two points. One, who would have thought that three weeks into the season that Kiwani would have more points scored? and less points allowed in both categories than Princeton would. And looking ahead to that game in week six, I think Kiwani's going to be undefeated and Princeton could very well be five and one. And that, that will determine the Mississippi, I think. Wow. How about that? Yeah. And the huge rivalry game, regardless. I mean, those teams yeah. could be on five <laughs> and it's going to be right. a big game. So for those two to hook up with a lot on the line, will be a lot of fun. Yeah. I saw them week one. Mitch against uh Girard, against Sherrard right? and they're they're Girard. big. They're just a I mean up front. They ran the football well. Um I only saw them for a quarter and then I had to get going. But the short snapshot I saw of Kiwani, I was impressed with. So we'll see if they can keep rolling. All right, Stock, you want to give us some LLC? Yeah, we got a few games that I did not find finals for. Oh, what? I've got, I've got them. Oh, hey, then, how about this one? Please let me do the scores. For <laughs> no, no okay, hold on, hold on, hold you, on. You do the Stop. ones that you know, Stocking, and I'll I'll step up for you. Okay, yeah. let's tell you no, which no. one. I'll tell you the two I don't have. Elmer no, I, we can't Montana hear you. Farmington at Tex- Tuscola. What was the, what was, okay, Farmington, Farmington, Tuscola. I muted him. Was, Oh, that was awesome. Hey, Mitch, okay. you do all of them. I was wondering, there's no way he muted himself. Mitch, why don't you do all of them for two reasons? One, you have all of them, and you also don't sound like you're underwater. <laughs> Look at him yell. <laughs> can I get this mute button in, like, the sports office? I all right, Stock. talking and nobody can hear him. Mercer, oh, County, go ahead. Mercer County beat LVC 47 to nothing. Macomb beat Illinois West 38 to 12. South Fulton beat Havana 28-6. Anawan Weathersfield beat Rushville Industry 29-20. Stark County blanks A-Town 35 to nothing. Roman Williamsfield beats United 38-18. Knoxville beats Princeville 41-8. And to Stormer, who has uh, West Hancock and Tuscola. Yeah, Elmwood Brimfield won 24-14 over West Hancock. And the Farmington-Tuscola game had over 1,000 yards of total offense. 
It was Farmington 53, Tuscola 34. Thank you. Thank you to both of you. Real group effort there. Stock, we did ask um, We did ask Mitch to do the scores. You're, you're not being a very good listener. You told me to do them, and then you, then you muted me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stock, I need you – you just gave me – oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine being like a student in your class. You just gave me a look like – I'm going to get a detention Stockpile. here. I'm getting sent to you the can, principal's you can office. Give Gre- you can give Greg a referral if you want to. Want to. He hands them out like candy all week, so it doesn't matter. Stocking, what did that What did that student tell you in the hallway? Or that's not, is that not appropriate for the pod? Probably can't oh, say it's that. It's not appropriate for the pod. Okay. <laughs> Family friendly. Stock, what, what are your takeaways from the LLC here? Well, as long as I don't get muted. Um... Oh, <laughs> Stark County is 3-0 for the first time since 2015. They're 2-0 at home for the first time since 2017. Um, also, Mercer County, Tan and Whitehall, ran for three touchdowns in the first quarter, four touchdowns total. Merco led 47 to nothing at the half, at the half, and then uh, just cruised from there. Um, Roma Williamsfield, third year of a program. First time they're three and zero start in the in the program's history, and United, uh, who they beat, was looking for their first three and zero start since 2015. Merco first the last time they won back to back road games in consecutive weeks, 2018. And Knoxville won their third straight is off to their third start third straight three and zero starts. Yeah, I uh, you know congrats to. Uh... Jade Nord and the uh, Stark County Rebels, they, you know, they're, 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 they're back, you know, they're playing really well right now, three and oh, looking really good. Um, that Rova Williams field team, you know, we were high on them coming in. Oh, actually I did get a text from uh, their head coach, Grant Goldstrand, and who is responsible for calling them Rova Williamsburg. Me. Me. No, I, no, no, I don't. Williamsburg. I don't know. But I got called out twice on Twitter because I always just say Rova and not uh-huh. Rova Williamsfield. So I didn't say William Berg. I don't know where that came from. But I always say Rova, and I got called out again tonight, as as I did last year. No, on the on the score tonight, the, oh, no. the final oh, on score, the score. Oh. on the score, the final the the bottom line of the final score read Rova Williamsburg. Uh, she's not here, so I don't want to like completely throw Camille underneath the bus. Uh-oh. Oh, that was one hundred. But that was 100% Camille Gear's fault. <laughs> but, no, but you're not throwing her under the bus. No, but it was entirely not naming, her fault. Not naming names, but it was not, Camille. But, and, and, and <laughs> I don't want to like, I don't want to, I don't want to make, I, I don't want to cause any problems for her, but her email is Camille.gear <laughs> at WQAD.com. Her Twitter handle is Camille Gear TV. <laughs> Or X. And her phone number. No. Yeah. <laughs> and her phone number is. Darn it, Camille! We had a perfect show, and then she ruined. Ugh. Well, so, we're sorry, Coach. We're going to make, but we're, we'll we'll do better next time. I promise Ollie you. Danner one. threw for three touchdown passes tonight. There you go. Yeah. For 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 the Cougars, mm-hmm. and next week, the Cougars will be at Princeville. At Princeville, and then there, and then week five. Where they could uh, clinch a playoff berth, uh, clinch a possible playoff berth, they host South Fulton. Rome Williamsfield is very good. 
Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I think when we looked at the preview for this week, Greg, I think we said that the week uh, six matchup between Rova and Stark County will probably be two unbeaten teams. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mitch, did you? What games did you follow along with in the uh, LLC here? I think. Um. The the Rover Williamsfield game did have a feed. There was no commentary, and so I didn't know what the score was for the longest time. So uh, finally, they they panned over to the uh, to the scoreboard. But uh, that was the only one that I saw that was on uh, that had a feed going. But the store the scores were coming in, but we don't have a whole lot of highlights or any any yeah. many stats for these games as I saw, as usual. I saw Rushville Industry played pretty well tonight. They hung around with Anawan Weathersfield, I believe. That was on the road. Was that at at Rushville? That was at Rushville. Yes. Yeah. So pretty good effort from them. But uh, Anawan Weathersfield holds them off. They come away with the win there. A nice bounce back for the Titans. United um, only trailed seventeen twelve into the second half against Rebel Williamsfield. I believe it was seventeen twelve at least in the second, and then went to third. Last next time I saw it was thirty one twelve, third quarter. So I don't know how those fourteen points got there whether they were second quarter or third quarter scores. But United kept it close for a while, but road wins feel um, – and that's a road win, a very good road win at a good United team. So more good things for Rover Williamsfield. And Star County, they played A-Town tough. A-Town was tough. It was 7 nothing, uh deep into the second half – I mean, deep in the second quarter, and then uh, the Rebels uh, really hit the, hit the accelerator and won at 35 nothing. It was Katie bar yeah. the door after that. We already had Katie bar the door, so she's busy tonight. She barred that door too. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. All right. We moving into the I love the when end- Stock I love when Stock says something and Greg just chuckles. <laughs> Stock got really excited about that. Then yeah. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. Yeah. Can't. All right. Um, who's gonna read who's gonna read uh NUIC scores? I'm gonna let Mitch and Stock you fight it out. Not all at once. Okay. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, Lena Winslow beats. No, nope, no. Nope. Mitch like called it. Mitch like called it. Mitch gets to do it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mitch. All right. You have the floor. All right. Aurora Central Catholic beats West Carroll 42 to 20. Dupec, big win over Dakota, 47 to nothing. Uh, Fulton, close win over EPC, 14 to 6. Lee Wynn doing what Lee Wynn does. 48 to 20 on the road against Stockton and Forston, a 30 to 16 winner over Galena. What, uh, what did you follow along with in this, uh, in this group of games in the NUIC? Uh, probably the Fulton game more than anything, just because it was close. Um, and it came down to the wire EPC was driving and uh, Fulton forced a fumble. They recovered it in their own territory. I think it was on their own 30 maybe. And that was with under two minutes left. So that kind of sealed the deal. Um, but yeah, Forsen and Galena, we expected that to be a good game, but I think we also expected Forsen to win, which is what, what happened. So um, yeah, the, I don't think anything out of the, nothing surprises me tonight with these results. So um, need to look at, need to look ahead and see what is coming up next week. But uh, so far, Lee Wynn just keeps on rolling and, and Dupec's going to be right there. So whenever they play uh, could uh, enforce into, so there's still a couple teams left um, kind of battling for that, battling for that title or battling for second. 
Well, I was Dupac and Lee Wen meet. Week six. I see. Um, I a page. Um, they will meet September 29th at Dupac. Week six. And with for Dupac, they played Dakota tonight. They shut them out. It's the third. All three meetings that they've had at home, they've shut Dakota out. That was the score that kind of stood out to me because Dakota played Forest and Tough last week, and then this week, Dupec really, I mean, really did you know did some damage. Yeah, yeah. So that that score kind of stood out to me. Um, obviously, we know we know Lena Winslow. I mean that that doesn't surprise us anymore. Um, Forreston and Galena, thirty to sixteen. Galena's been playing tough. You know, Galena's been playing well this season. But this Forreston team, they're finding a way to win games. They're not, you know, they're not blowing teams out necessarily. Um, you know, that uh, the game against Fulton in week one was close. This game was close. So, um, you know, I guess it ended up being a couple scores. But uh, either way, this Forreston team is finding ways to win. And, Mitch, how about uh, you said you followed along with Fulton and EPC. Man, this EPC team, we we thought that they'd find some wins this season. Now they're staring at 0-3. They are 0-3. Yeah, and, and not not an easy road ahead of them either because now they, they've got Forreston at Forreston next week. So, yeah, uh, they certainly looked the part playing tough against Fulton. But, yeah, it, it's it's not where they – certainly not where they want to be to kick off the year. No. Yep. It was All right. Nice, it was nice to see Fulton get their first win, though. They've had – First two weeks playing the number one, number two team in the state. Um, pretty good team. They may they may run the schedule here and finish seven and two or at least six and three this year. So good to see them get the first win. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how their you know how their season plays out because right now they're zero and two and they're still state ranked or still I think they were state ranked um, sitting yeah. at zero and two. So they were yes. Yeah. So people are recognizing kind of the schedule they went through. I think they will find their way. You know, they will continue to, you know, to pile up wins and stay in the top 10. Cause I do think they're one of the better teams, you know, and they, they have to prove it now, but th- this is a good start, you know, to get this, to get the job done here. So, um, all right. Late in the season, Fulton plays Knoxville at Knoxville. That could very well be a game for Fulton to where Fulton may, you know, Fulton may need that for a playoff win. I mean, for to get in the playoffs. So that's going to be a very interesting and intriguing game uh, late in the season and in a different way than we probably thought would have thought at the beginning of the season when we probably would have said, well, the winner's probably going to help this guy help them get home field in that first round. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great non-conference game. I love it. So, all right. We wrapping up with some eight man here. Well, uh, first, let's talk a little Chicago Land Prairie. Okay. Park scores fourteen point the final fourteen points of the game, but they're already trailing the crew forty nine nothing. Otto and Marquette with a big 49-14 win over Elmwood Park on the road, and Dixon beats Rock Falls forty to nothing. So, goal. I was getting text updates for my Marquette Crusaders. They they moved to two and one, like Stocking said. They get the win tonight against Elmwood Park. You ready for this? Here's the enrollments. Elmwood Park, 971 enrollment. Marquette, 154. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like I've never seen 
an enrollment disparity that big in a game. Crazy. What's the what's the Rock Island Newman disparity? Ooh, that's a good question. We can look that up real quick. Look it up, Stackpile. Go. I, I got it. That will that will be thirteen hundred. Yeah, it's well Rock Island's enrollment in twenty twenty three was sixteen eighty six. Newman's was two ten. Wow. wow. So there you go. Yep. Yeah, so that, that's when I, when as big the, as when I did the Newman preview, um I think it was is it Carter not Carter Rude, is it Carter Rude? Carter Rude. Yeah. He said it doesn't matter, everybody's bigger than us anyway. It doesn't matter who we play. They just going going back to it, they they played Princeton tough. They forced four Princeton fumbles uh tonight. So their defense is the real deal. They just they gotta find that consistency on offense. But I, I think they'll be competitive against Rock Island for sure. Well, and the thing to remember, you know, looking ahead, come playoff time, assuming, you know, if Newman finds their way into the playoffs, they're they're a one A school this year. So that I mean that that I think bodes well for that team. I think that um, you know, so this is something interesting to follow along with. All right, is it time for eight man and then wrapping this uh wrapping this party up? Yep. All right, stock. You can you could give us eight man scores. Um on Thursday night, Peoria Heights beat West Central 54-38. The Heat are 0-3. Um Bushnell Prairie City uh defeats Gala 57-7. In a shootout, Ridge River Ridge beats Orangeville 43 to 40. Uh Ridgewood defeats Unity Christian 40 to 16. The Spartans are 3-0. And Milledgeville in the annual backyard rivalry. I think it's the backyard brawl. Blacktop ba- brawl or the brawl on 17. Battle Battle of the Blacktop or something, yeah, Mitch. What is that one? Black- yeah, I don't I'm not sure what it is. Milledgeville beats Polo 58 to 22. Huge game for Connor Nye and also for Micah Toms Smith. Nye threw three touchdown passes, two in the first half. He also ran for TD in the first half. Tom Smith, two TD runs and a TD reception as the missiles uh, roar past uh, Polo. How do missiles roar? What's the what's the noise they make? Uh, very loud. Yes, true. Yes. Uh, no, the good win for Milledgeville. Two, I believe they're ranked two and three in the state, according to yep. Kyle Campmeyer in the NUIC poll. Um, and so this is kind of one of those statement wins for Milledgeville. Um, that'll go a long way, you know, in their season, I think. And then uh, Amboy, do we say an Amboy score? They play tomorrow. Uh, Amboy is, uh, plays tomorrow at Martinsville. AFC's at Pawnee tomorrow, as is West Prairie at Rockford Christian Lane. Yeah. So Amboy's looked really good. I think tomorrow will be their first test um, on the road. A Martinsville team, I believe, was a playoff team a year ago. So, um, you know, but again, they've looked really good. Amboy has. So, all right. Cuff, final thoughts? Looking forward to that uh, Dennis Shields Lucy matchup. Cuff, you're a little, you're a little, uh, a little quiet. So I don't know if we all caught your. Uh, I, your I think what he just said was, Stockpile did a really bad job tonight. He needs to come <laughs> better next week. All right, try try to talk again, Cuff. See if we can get you better here. Loud all right. Clear. So Geneseo, great win by them, and uh, I remember saying at the beginning of the year that it was going to be Quincy and Moline. That game was going to decide the Big Six. Now I think it's obviously Geneseo. 
Quincy. Quincy, I still think, has the upper edge, but Geneseo was really impressive. Uh, they're a well-rounded team. Offense, defensive, uh, they're, they're very solid on both sides of the ball. Awesome. Dazzo, thoughts? Yeah, it's hard not to stay in the Western Big Six, but I think it's the story tonight is that Geneseo, we all kind of thought they were going to be pretty good, and they're in that upper echelon. See how high up in that upper upper, upper echelon they can get to. But, um, yeah, super impressed with what they did and, and excited to see what they can do in the next couple weeks as well. And then for me also, like, I mean, I hadn't – for Morrison to do what they did tonight after what they did last week was impressive because there was no letdown. I mean, they went they, – they, you sometimes beat the number one ranked team in the state the way they do it and all that kind of stuff, and you may be let down this, this, this week. And for them to be – even more impressive this week, maybe than last week, is 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 kind of exciting to see how good Morrison can end up being. So um, I think those are the two big ones that that I took from from week three of the high school football season, and the fact that we're already a third of the way through the high school football season is just weird to me. Like it goes by so stinking fast every year. Yeah, yeah, it's yep, it is crazy how fast it feels like it goes no matter every year. Um, I will, yeah, I will kind of piggyback off of your thoughts on the three rivers. I'm just really fascinated to see how this, how both sides of the conference, both divisions shake out. Cause you still got Princeton and Kiwani left on the schedule, which we talked about earlier. You still got, um, you know, rock Ridge and Morrison and Orion and, um, and Sherrard kind of all in that mix there. I think that there's just a lot of intriguing matchups down the way that I'm, you know, I'm excited to see it play out. Uh, Mitch, thoughts? Uh, I'll go to the Lincoln Land. Um, looking at it now, you've got four teams that are three and zero. So quite a bit left to shake out there. I think there's a lot of good matchups still to be had. Um, Knoxville's looks good. I, I don't think we talked about Knoxville enough. That was a, a good win over Princeville tonight. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I think some teams are kind of starting to separate themselves, but they haven't played each other yet. So, um, a lot can still happen in the Lincoln Land. Stock, what time you got? What time you going to be on the road up in the morning? To about five, I'll get up at about five thirty, quarter to six. Uh, me and Mother Stockpile. We'll make the trip to beautiful Ames, Iowa to see Iowa State beat the State University of Iowa 16-14 for the second straight year. The Cyclones will uh, bring home the victory. I, I I didn't ask for all of that. but Hopefully uh... there will not be the rain like there was last year. Last year it was <laughs> like a monsoon. Uh, thank you, Stocking, for filling us all in. And, uh, you know, safe travels. You're going to get less sleep than I do, Stock. And you don't even have – Kids waking you up. You're waking up on your own to go to that. I, you know, no, I have an alarm clock. But here, here's the th- thing, because it is almost 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, the game's not till 2, 30. Yeah. Why I not sleep parking. in a little bit? Yeah, I get parking. And the, and are, the, are you and parking? The, are you parking in Des Moines and walking and to the, Ames? No, the traffic in Ames is always difficult. Same thing when we, when it's in Iowa city, the traffic is a monster. Yes. yes. So I want to get there. And, and and last week there were a lot of problems with people getting in. So, you know, I'm usually, I usually get when the gates open, I usually, I get in early right when the gates open. So that way I can watch the kickers kick 
So that way, when it gets late in the game, I know whether the kickers can make that long field goal or not because what they did in the pregame, you know, maybe maybe the guy can't hit 50. That has nothing to do with what they're going to do in the game. It has nothing to do with what they do in the game. Their warm-ups has nothing to do with what they will do in the game. It's a different situation. I always talk about it on TV. But but stockpile not to be but like you could still do all you could do all that and still leave at nine o'clock. If I get if I leave at nine o'clock, I won't see kickoff. <laughs> Stock, how come how come uh, Camille didn't want to ride with you and Mama Stocking to the game? Well, because he's leaving at five a.m. <laughs> I don't make those calls. Did you offer to have her ride along with you guys? No, I did not. Why does Mother Stockpile hate Camille? She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh man, Mitch, what's up? What's on the docket? Uh, you know, for the Stormer weekend. Oh, various soccer and volleyball games all weekend. So it'll be it'll be pretty busy. Is this? Uh, it, you know, are you are you athletic director duties or just dad duties? Uh, no, these are, uh, and it's, and it's president now, by the way. Oh, uh, did we know that Mitch is a very important person? I what are you president? More. President of what? More. What are you doing? Yeah. Bo- booster president at the school. The, man, big time. He, the, knew Mitch was a very important person because I think you were looking around Morrison for a statue of uh, Mitch Stormer at, uh, in his heyday as Morrison quarterback. I did not. I did not find the statue. I look for it every time. Yeah, they they buried it, never to be seen again. <laughs> the one the one thing is next. You know, you got a lot of teams now. We're three. We're three games in. You got teams that are three and zero. They're two games away from getting from uh from being eligible for being playoff eligible. Conversely, those teams that are zero and three are in a very difficult position because they have to win almost. They almost have to win out. And next week, you've got a lot of strong games, a lot of rivalry games. And I think you could see a lot of you could see a lot of games that are going to be well played, fiercely fought. And also, I think you could see some upsets. Oh, he's calling obvious. <laughs> hey, Stockpile, if Iowa State wins tomorrow, will you and Mother Stockpile shut down Ames tomorrow night? No, we're going to uh, – no, as soon as the game gets over – we're going to be walking back to the car, and hopefully we won't have to wait uh, 75 minutes to move more than a half mile. <laughs> All right. Like All right. It's going to be going to be fun. And uh, truth be told, the reason, the only reason I believe that Mitch became a uh, Booster Club president is so he had uh, the authority to pick uniforms for multiple teams. That's brilliant. That's, brilliant. That's a smart man right there. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't argue it. Yeah, yep. no, that's, that's it. That's hey, it. if if they put a webcam in Stockings car tomorrow, would you watch it? I would. Yeah, I think I would. Absolutely. Yeah. Stock, what do you think? Charge subscriptions. Huh? Okay, he's no, we're not. Okay. We're not putting uh, a webcam in the car. <laughs> okay. All right. Say good night, Stock. Bye, everybody.